I couldn't believe it when I heard this record. I really couldn't believe it. In fact, the person who told me about it was uh, DJ Spinner, who sent, yeah, he sent me a, a message on, uh, on I don't know, one of the, um, I think it was on Twitter, and he he said, um, you need to check this, 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 these guys out um, called the Simon Sands. And I was in Australia at the time, and I thought, oh, this must be some crazy sort of, um, I, d- I just imagine they were from like, Atlanta or something, or <laughs> Oakland. And then I found out it was uh, just down the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, big thanks to Spinner for that one, otherwise yeah. you might not have you know, got to hear it. I'm sure I'd have got there eventually, but he yeah. definitely gave me a good heads up on that yeah. one. DJ format, Simon Sounds, um, Introduce Yourselves, um, and The Projects. First of all, DJ format, otherwise known as... Matt. Just Matt <laughs> for this for the, for the Simon Sound purposes. Don't I'm, confuse I'm the listeners. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is very much a separate thing. Right, yeah. right, okay. So it's, it's, it's myself and, and Simon right here. Hello. And... Uh, so format actually you because I was thinking when did I remember your stuff but you put out two great records um, a few years ago yeah back in 2003 and 2005 seems like a long time ago now yeah and uh, were you um, you know were you making music for a long time before then or yeah yeah I mean I was you know doing my thing since the sort of early 90s Um, it was only really when I moved to Brighton and you know met people like Simon that it enabled me to kind of you know get on and, and actually sort of Think about the reality of getting a record out and doing some stuff, you know. Right. And uh, what was your sort of background before you met Simon? Um, just pretty much coming from a solid hip hop background, being quite narrow minded at first, just wanting to hear nothing but hip hop. And then through looking for other things to sample to make hip hop with, um, I ended up really, to cut a long story short, getting very bored of hip hop and just fell in love with all other types of music, you know, just through looking for things to sample. So that kind of in a roundabout way probably led. I, I still like some hip hop stuff, but it kind of led me more to this Simon Sound stuff. And were you part of, uh, you know, producing some UK MCs? Did you get involved in any of that sort of stuff? Because you yeah. work with people like Charlie Junior. Yeah, I mean, uh, in, a, in about 96, I was in a UK uh, rap group called Suspect, and uh, we put an album out that kind of, I think, was just released in Germany and definitely didn't do much. But, you know, it was, it was my first experience in a studio, so it was all a good learning curve. Yeah, and was that in London or was it always in Brighton? No, that, that, was, uh, that was some guys from Derby, believe it or not. I used you, to, uh, you went to Derby? Yeah, I used to drive up to Ripley, <laughs> see Mick and Lenny. Wow. Brilliant. And is there are there copies of that record still around? Uh, I I would imagine maybe if you if you you know. But there's some good instrumental versions, right? Yeah, actually, there's my first two DJ tracks on there, but they were like I say, they were my first sort of yeah. you know journeys into a studio. So uh, yeah, I, I I probably try and skirt over that a little bit now. <laughs> right okay and yeah. so you met Simon when did you meet Simon um, I moved to Brighton in the kind of late 90s right. and I was kind of working with some UK rappers that were from Brighton and, and funnily enough Simon and his brother Curtis were working with them as well on a completely separate project and that's how we kind of met up and uh, mm. sort of hit it off good time Brighton then wasn't it like, yeah. late 90s Absolutely. Yeah, I guess. Uh, quite a bit, you know, it was sort of, was it Fat Boy Slim time? <laughs> was I, I guess there was that big beat thing going on, yeah. 
Because I remember, I mean, I was going a lot to Brighton then. I remember, you know, there was a, definitely a good scene. There was like the Concord and there was mm. that venue. What's the club that's slightly um, in from the beach um, as you come in sort of to Brighton on the left-hand side? Do ocean, you mean? Ocean Rooms. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was Ocean Rooms and uh, there was definitely a great buzz around there. Yeah. A lot of people were moving to Brighton. Yeah. A lot of music being made. I mean, is it still as sort of vital as it, as, as it was then to you? I think it's it's definitely yeah. kind of a, a, a creative kind of place. There's a lot of you know artistic people, let's say, that live yeah. there. But I'm I've only just moved back there recently myself after having been away for a while, and it feels like there's not enough going on for the amount of creative people that are supposedly in the city. Yeah. I mean, you know, me and Simon particularly, we've been thinking, okay, what can we do in our own town to kind of get the word out about what we're doing, and yeah. maybe you know put on some nights and and play this kind of alternative music, if you like. Um, um, and it's 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 difficult. It's it's like people are kind of busy just I don't know making their own music. I guess nobody wants to just go out and listen. Yeah. It's strange. I think that's a problem in a lot of places around the UK actually at the moment. Yeah. True Thoughts Records, they're down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Nostalgia '77. That uh, obviously yeah. on True Thoughts. Yeah, and, and Beta Hector. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do parties and stuff there, don't they? I bet they would have liked your records, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. They've been playing it on their radio. I, yeah, show, I was yeah. going to say I, I, I never really, you know, had any close ties with them or anything. But um, yeah, maybe yes. they, maybe they were playing my records. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure this Simon Sound album. Anyway, that's a, it's a great one. So you're, but you're releasing that on your own label, right? You're doing that fully independently? Or? No, no, no. That was just our our first two singles. Right. Um, th- this is actually on a, a label called First Word Records. That are from are they Sheffield Simon? Or Leeds. They Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. Yeah. yeah, good label yeah, yeah. as well. Good yeah. label. I thought that you'd actually. I don't know why I'd put the two. I thought I'd put you down um, format as having put a record out on 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 them on their on that label before. But no, no. But obviously I was wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, well listen, um, let's play some tunes, right? We're playing some Definitely. stuff off the album, it's great. Um, the album's called... Reverse Engineering. Yeah. That's right, and uh, and is it out soon? Is it? I mean, you've had a few problems with the, te- with the pressings, haven't you? Yeah, it's, if you go to our website, you can get it, and you can pre-order the, the physical copies, and you yeah. can download it, but you can't get it in the shops yet. I think it'll be out on maybe the 1st of June. Okay. In the shops. I mean, I love the fact that you've done it on vinyl. I also love the fact that you've done it. I've got a test pressing, and I know that it's got a little couple of de- sort of technical problems on it. That I didn't even notice it. But no, no, no. The, the test pressing's good. It was. Oh. It was when the proper vinyl came yeah. back oh, that, right. that that was when the problem happened. So it's had to be repressed. Doesn't make any sense. No, does I know. It? I That's know. That's why we missed it. Yeah. That's why you just, get a test pressing, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Oh, that's I know. unfortunate. So, um, but anyway, what I like about it is that it's kind of it's just a. A and B. There's not. You haven't double vinyl it. You've just done an A and a B, and it's it sounds fat. It sounds good actually. Mm, it's playable, yeah. playable out, which is rare actually because you can't Absolutely. normally get away with that. Um, so there's a CD coming out as well. There's the vinyl, and uh, is there going to be? Because you did a session for me for Radio One, which is really nice of you. Yeah. Um, does that mean that you're going to try and take it out on the road and do something? Yeah, this is something that we've been playing with, and we're re- really trying to work it out. But because the the, the material's so studio based, yeah. It's it's really hard to kind of you know turn that into a live thing, but we're we're working at it, and I think we're gonna we're we're gonna get quite a good live set together. And so is it all samples? Is the drums and all that? Is, is there live drums involved? 
it's it's kind of a mixture. Right. Okay. Yeah. These questions you don't really want to answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Could you see the way we were like <laughs> looking at each other? Okay. Oh, but it, it really is a good a combination. You know, like there's a lot of uh, you know electronics and other musical stuff that we played ourselves. Right. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of inspiration from sure. samples. Well, I tell you what, it's a, it's a fresh. It sounds super fresh to me. So I tell you what, we'll get away from talking about the record because it's just to be listened to at the moment and yeah. we're going to play some of your little choices that you brought in because there's a lot of records here that I've never seen before and <laughs> a few artists that I have heard of and I think are good but um, hey let's go this is um, let's replay three seven inches in a row okay let's do it and these are all chosen by you and we'll go back to back we'll talk about them afterwards okay okay Simon Sounds in a podcast format <laughs> When the old man was talking to the young man, you know the young man, yeah, he didn't give a damn. And when the young man Appear to be sure it was right. The seeds of doubt have been planted inside. So they argued on into the night. Proud and stubborn to see how to why.
yeah, that's the way it goes. We're playing Seven Inch Singles, and it's a podcast with the Simon Sounds, and they were all really great. The last one, particularly, and it was on BBC Records. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, it's funny because I remember there was a time I was working at Radio London when it was called Radio London. Um, what's that sound? Oh, someone's got the phone on. Oh no, it's the record player. It's the vinyl, isn't it? It gets a bit funny. That's oh, weird. Yes. Strange earth stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, I was at Radio London, and uh, who was on with me? Um, I had Ayeto Moreira, who's the percussionist, yeah, who yeah. come down there, and he was like, Giles, can you get me some of those? Um, oh, that's it. Was that, what was that? That was my phone. It was, wasn't it? Guilty. guilty. I thought I turned it off. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> you but, saw the guilty look on my face. <laughs> but, but anyway, no, but Ayeto, he was basically obsessed with getting the um, BBC um, sound effects records. Oh, really? They had, they had these, it was in those days before, um, you know, you had all the sort of quick sort of digital press a button and it all goes off. You had to play your sound effects off vinyls. Yeah, yeah. And so they'd have these kind of... Grams. Racks of these vinyls there, and this is one of those, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that one's pretty tough to find, but I, I've never found it again. Johnny Pearson, yeah. Playgirl, yeah. Before that, something new. Before that was yes, Tiny Circles by the Wolf People, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is what? Uh, I don't. Side, can you? I mean, I know they're a London band that's yeah. led by a, a, an amazing flute player, but I don't really know enough details about them, unfortunately. But they're they're great band, you know, putting records out right now. So that's yeah. why we wanted to sort of you know choose one of their records and support what they're doing, try and share the music with people. Uh, yeah, which is what we're all here for. And uh, in a way, it's. Uh interesting actually because we were talking while we were playing the songs about you know how a band like Simon Sand that doesn't necessarily fit into one of the sort of categories that might be getting mm. hype in the media it's difficult at you know timing wise yeah. I don't think it is actually I think that you're actually at a good point I think it could really pick up for you um, you know on a, on a wider scale especially if you do some live stuff but yeah. but there are quite a lot of bands just doing their thing and not worrying or thinking about how they should place themselves yeah. Yeah. in a way I mean yeah. is that yeah, maybe yeah. one of the things about the fact that there's less radio or there's less record companies um, with, with with less kind of influence than before because more people are doing their own thing do you think I mean or it, it, I don't know for me it just feels like you know there's the the big labels signing the, the, the big artists you know with the commercial potential or there's just kind of you know just the rest of us just left with the scraps just yeah. hoping that somebody picks up on on you know what we've done and takes a liking to it and you know like somebody like yourself picking up on our record is you know makes such a big difference yeah. and without that you know it, it could just sink into obscurity so i don't know i just think yeah times are times are sort of changing now and it is different. I mean, we're trying to be optimistic. Yeah, we definitely yeah. want our stuff to, well, you've made to reach a, people. You've made an absolutely brilliant record, that's for sure. So that's that's a good start. And uh, before before all of that, we played some other... Another, you played another track. Um, this was another 7-inch, and it was by Audience. That's right, yeah. Not the Audience. Not just Audience. <laughs> Again, a, a UK band from the kind of early 70s. I, I couldn't tell you too much about them. Yeah, good stuff, though. A track called Eye to Eye. So we're about to play something from Holly Golightly, who's uh, a singer that I, I discovered um, probably the same time as you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, we can't remember what Bill Murray film, but, yeah, her songs were featured on one of those Bill Murray films from a few years back. Yeah. 
Which yeah. is quite funny because Bill Murray, that was was that a Jim John Mush film? It might well have been, yeah. But then Bill Murray also did some Wes Anderson films. Did he? And I saw Jim John Mush last year. Yeah. He was at, um, a friend of mine had done the making of his latest film and I was in this show, place in Paris where they were showing this like preview thing. Yeah. And because I knew the girl who's who's anyway, and um, <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting there. It's lunchtime, lunchtime, and I'm sitting there. Wonderful, right? It's a beautiful day outside, but I'm going in to see a movie at midday, which we all love, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting in this cinema, this little private sort of Parisian private screening, which made it even more groovy. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and beautiful seat, big seats, and everything, and. Um, chilling, almost having a glass of wine before, though it's only midday, so I haven't done it, but it's about to come. I'm sitting down, and who walks in and sits next to me but Jim Jarmusch, right, uh. to, to watch his own film, right? So anyway, I watch the film and everything, and then afterwards, I get introduced to him. And I said to him, I said, yeah, you know, um, that film that film you did um, with... Um, I, I started talking about his films, really yeah. sort of, you know, making the right... <laughs> <laughs> and then I start talking about Life Aquatic and all these other films yeah. that he didn't make. Brilliant. Oh no! Great films though. <laughs> Great films, but I completely got the I completely got his films wrong. And at what point did he point that out to you, or did he let oh, you just go on? He let me go on. Oh. It was awful, and I realised I realised a few weeks later. Not even. At the time. <laughs> At the end of the conversation, I said to him, I said, you know, I'm going to go to... Because I thought, yeah, you're into oh, rare records and stuff. I was going yeah. to go to this record shop in Funky Fly Records, Superfly Records that just opened up in Paris. Yeah. And I, I was so confident in my conversation with him that I was like, do you want to go to Superfly Records? You know, it's like, yeah. let's be friends, right? And he went, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was afterwards that I realised. Obviously, he didn't want to go because I was a complete wanker. Oh, that's <laughs> a great story. <laughs>
some music as chosen by DJ Format and Simon, the Simon Sound. And uh, we were talking about um, packaging and Jazzman Gerald earlier on before we started doing this podcast. And uh, this record has got both of those aspects very much woven into the sound. It's the Natural Yogurt Band released originally by Jazzman, Jazzman Records, Gerald, mm-hmm. and uh, picked up by the guys in uh, Now Again Records, Stone's Throw, and they've done some crazy packaging on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they must have spent a lot of money yeah. <laughs> getting that done. And how are you doing for your packaging for your record? Have you got something special or are you keeping it kind of low-key? Well, the artwork is, is absolutely special, and no, we're not keeping it low-key. We encourage <laughs> anyone to look at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and um, it's going to be coming out on First World Records, which is a, a great, noble record label, and uh, I think that's great news for them. And there, yeah. and uh, and it's going to be coming out quite soon. And before that, a couple of other things. Um, there was the CD that Simon pulled out. Yeah, yeah, that's the Transactional Dharma of Rog. Um, Rog Stevens is a, an ex-member of Broadcast, which is a band that both me and Matt would have to oh, cite yeah, as an inspiration. Yeah. Kind of psychic. Yeah. yeah, I think they're working on a new album at the moment. So, but yeah, you know this this Rog material is very much that kind of you know inspired by early electronic experimental stuff you know like tape collages and tape loops which has fed into our, our album so yeah it's big inspiration have you had that um have you got that i was meant to bring it today i haven't got it with me the um the new one the soul jazz it was released on sort of uh, german um sort of all that kind of what do they call it all that kind of uh, is, kraut rock is that kraut rock of, no I haven't heard that one yeah there's some good stuff on that yeah, yeah. they do really good compilations mm. but um, that was great and um, actually talking of broadcast what happened to Stereolab are they still around is that oh, another no that's, that's another one that would no, have been, I don't know that was part of your influenced groups would it well be? I kind of know some of their material because right. I know they're heavily into their synthesizers but they, yeah, they're not a group that I've kind of know that much about to be right. honest yeah me too if I'm Honest, yeah. I recommend Emperor's Tomato Ketchup. That album is an absolute brilliant album. Yeah. It's yeah. got good drums on it and everything. Um, and the other thing that you were saying actually was about, which is I didn't know about, was the yellow, um, the yog- natural yogurt. I always think yellow. Ma- no, the natural, <laughs> the natural yogurt band. Yeah. Drummer. Yeah. Well, one half of the natural yogurt band. Yeah, is Wayne. Um, can't believe I've forgotten his last name. Wayne Fullwood, who was the drummer from Little Barry. Brilliant, I used to and love them. Yeah, yeah. A, a brilliant singer, brilliant drummer, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he plays lots of the instruments on the record, actually, oh, him and a guy great. called Miles. So, good to know, good to know. brilliant album, Natural Yogurt Band. And then, and then the Holly Go Lightly um, sort of connection, wasn't it? Um, yeah, um, yeah, we played Seashells by Holly Go Lightly, which is just a personal favourite of mine, and then The Champion by The Bongolian, right. who... Yeah, by coincidence, is uh, I believe her husband, um, who plays the organ um, when Holly plays live, I think, most of the time. Um, and yeah, again, just it's one of those records that whenever I play it out, people come rushing up and, you know, want to know what this classic B-boy anthem is that they've never heard before, you know, thinking it's some old undiscovered gem and... Uh, you know, and I'm saying, no, it's, it's 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 a guy called the Bongolian, and he plays all the instruments himself. It's incredible, and Brilliant. and again, it doesn't seem to be getting the the spotlight that it deserves. Yeah, well, that's what we're here for, as you said. Um, are there any good record shops in Brighton? Are there, are there any yeah. record shops left in Brighton? Yeah, absolutely. Across yeah, the we, tracks. Yeah, across the tracks has always been good, and you know they're still getting stuff in. I always used to go there to buy old records back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. But new records and everything as well. 
I, uh, yeah, I've got still yeah. rounder records. So I, I guess. I, yeah, rounder records yeah. are still there and resident as well. But I, I, I don't really buy a lot of new stuff, so right, right. I'm, I'm more talking about the old yeah, ones, I yeah. suppose. Down the lanes, right? There's yeah, shops yeah. Down there. yeah. There's still a few spots. Yeah, there's like there? one upstairs from that kind of shop, which I wish I could remember the name of because it is a good independent shop. But yeah, Edgeworld. Edgeworld, yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's one. a good, good, good little indie shop. Yeah. And uh, if I if I was to go to Brighton. Um, if I go to like Hastings and Margate, is there anything up around those? Do you go to those parts? Do you sort of? Go yeah, I mean, I, it sounds silly, but I kind of gave up with Hastings because I've got a, a good friend there that's kind of a record dealer, so I know that he's just going around constantly cleaning up talking anything. About Jake from Counterpoint. I don't know him. I'm talking about uh, Adam, oh, okay. a guy called Adam. Right. And also oh, Adam Adam. Brecker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other one that's um, that's there is um, oh, what's the other guy who's who lives in Brighton? Who's a really good record dealer? He's got a name like Rob DeBank. Oh, Nick know. the Record. Nick the Record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got some great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. do when they live in your area. You don't really want to go anywhere, do you? Because yeah. you think that they're first. It's a paranoid thing. They probably don't go there, you know. They probably, they probably, there's probably loads of room because they're probably thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> anyway, um, listen, I want to say thanks a lot for coming in for this. Um, and you're going to now play me a load of stuff from your album, little highlights, little special mix you've made. For me. Yep. Yeah. So um, I just want to say thank you very much to Matt and to Simon. And uh, we'll leave you with the record that I found in my mum's house. <laughs>
Engineering. <laughs> 